Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to cover all of the news from the last 24 hours or so from Clarkie's Rugby League column. If you're not following him already, make sure you jump on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, everywhere you find your Rugby League content. Follow Clarkie to get the news each and every day. A couple of news stories that caught my attention from his post. Uh, Joseph Suwali'i, Rugby Australia, is reportedly set to offer Joseph a five-year deal worth $2 million per year. A huge offer there, and personally, I feel like if Joseph is able to get that sort of money, oh, it'll be hard to turn down. I want to see all the superstars stay in Rugby League. There's no doubt about it. Uh, but history has taught me that when we have a superstar and they go to Rugby Union, there is always someone ready to step up and replace them, uh, whether it be Matt Rogers, Takiri, Wendell, uh, all these guys, Israel Folau, who we just think, Carmichael Hunt, who we think at the time, fuck, we're never going to recover from this. We always do. There is always someone else waiting around the corner to step up. I really do hope Suwali'i stays in our game, but I'll tell you what, if I was 19 years old and someone offered me $10 million for a five-year deal, which included a Rugby Union World Cup, I think I would have to seriously consider it, and I Honestly, I wouldn't hold it against him if he did go over there. I want to see him stay in league. There is no doubt about it. But if he did go there and he did set himself up for life with this deal, you never know. He could run out next year and do an ACL and do an ACL the year after and the year after that. Like, you just never know what can happen in these careers, and it can be Red Rover. So uh, $10 million on the table if that figure is true, which I probably find hard to believe at the moment. But if it is, very, very hard to turn down. I wouldn't hold it against the young guy. Hopefully he stays, though. We'll see how it plays out. Joshy Reynolds. The Bulldogs are poised to sign Josh Reynolds on a train and trial deal for 2023. Love this. Absolutely love it. Uh, you're not breaking your balls on the salary cap or whatever. It's a train and trial. It's all up to Josh. Uh, we know that when you give Josh a challenge, he's a fighter. That's what I've always loved about Josh Reynolds, and I can't wait to see him back in the NRL. I have no doubt if he is given a train and trial, 
that he will give it a red-hot crack. I think that 14 jersey for Canterbury would be perfect for him. Had a couple of guys there this year that have sort of rotated through that spot. None that have really locked it down. Zach Docker Clay in the back end of the season, but uh, give me a Josh Reynolds at 70%, and I will take him in the 14 jersey every day of the week. I don't think he'll be the starting nine. I don't think he'll be the starting six, obviously. They've got Reed Marnie, Matty Burton. I don't think he's a seven anymore. I think he'd be a perfect 14. You could even maybe play him in the 13 jersey as well. So if he was in the 14 role, I think he would come on and play that 13 role throughout the game. So I would absolutely love this one. I hope Serraldo gives him a good opportunity. I think he'd be really good uh, for the young Canterbury players there as well. He understands the DNA of the club. And personally, I think he'd be worth more Monday to Friday than out there on a Sunday anyway. So I think this is a really good one, Josh Reynolds. I hope to see him back. Jock Madden from the West Tigers. Tigers halfback looks almost certain to depart the club at the end of the season. He can play, and he is a good kid, but we just don't have room for him in our 13, Tim Sheen said. Big call here. I'm a big fan of Jock Madden. As you guys know, we're talking about him before he made his first great debut. I think he's very, very talented. It's got a cracking try on the weekend, by the way, an unreal little meaty there. Uh, yeah, interesting. If the West Tigers are letting him go, we're hearing he's going to land at the Penrith Panthers. They've obviously just lost a couple of halves to the Dolphins. you got uh, young Isaiah Katoa, who's going up there, as is Sean O'Sullivan. So it looks like Jock Madden will be next man up, and fuck, he will be impressive in that system. I think he'll be the next halfback after Nathan Cleary, or the, the halfback in reserve for Nathan Cleary, and I reckon in two or three years' time, there'll be another club that will come along and sign Jock Madden for a pretty big deal. So as much as it's sort of delaying his first-grade career a little bit, what he'll get out of the Penrith Panthers will be massive for Jock Madden. That's where I'm hearing he will end up. Not 100% confirmed as it stands right now, but I think that's where he will end up. Interesting for the Tigers, though. It means that there's one less half there. All of a sudden, those four halves go into three. Only two can start. They'd want to hope that they keep at least two of Adam Dewey, Luke Brooks, Jackson Hastings. Even if they lose one of them, uh, it's going to hurt not, not having Jock Madden there as a third guy. If they lose two of them, could be carnage pretty quickly. So, interesting. Obviously, Tim Sheens must be pretty confident that he's going to keep at least two of those halves, potentially all three of them. So, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out there. Jock Madden was not the first guy that I expected to leave. In fact, he was probably the one that I expected to stay the most, to be honest with you, because he is young and whatnot, and he was cheap, and they'd be able to keep him, and he'd be a great backup to whoever they do end up with. So, interesting times over there at the West Tigers. Okay, South Sydney Rabbitohs, Campbell Graham. The Rabbitohs Centre has called for the club to return to Allianz Stadium as their home grand ground. Fans would be much more inclined to go to games if we are playing there. I think we could draw a bigger crowd for every single game, so I think it's a no-brainer, he said. I agree 100% with Campbell. I think the South Sydney Rabbitohs have to move to Allianz. I'm not quite sure what's all holding it up, whether it's the Roosters or whatever the hell it is or their deal out there at a core, but I think it just has to happen. I think that the Rabbitohs, they've been out there at Homebush for far too long. As you guys know, my missus family, they are big South Sydney fans, and going out there is just fucking ridiculous for a home game. I think it would really uh, be huge for South Sydney if they were able to play at Allianz just around the corner from Redfern Oval and whatnot. I think it would be perfect. So, fingers crossed they do, and I think it would be great as a little turf war as well with the Sydney Roosters, which maybe the Roosters aren't interested in that, but I think for the rest of the league and for this rivalry, I think it would be unreal. All right, Dale Finucane, the Sharks' lock, believes the match review committee increasing fines does not deter repeat offenders. The fines aren't deterrent. People don't want to miss games. No one wants to be fined either, but I'd say the game matters more, he said. I completely agree with Dale. It's been my worry all year. I've heard PVL on a number of occasions sort of say that um, he's cleaning up the game. I really don't think he is, to be honest with you. I think he's just he's referring to less suspensions this year. It's because you've turned half the suspensions into fines. You haven't actually cleaned up the game. If anything... I 
I would argue the game's got worse because guys aren't being deterred away from doing these things. Take Lindsay Collins, for example. Take Nelson Osofa Solomona, for example. I don't think you've cleaned up the game at all, to be honest with you. I just think you've skewed the numbers by turning suspensions into fines. Uh, and I think that's the narrative they're running with. So I agree with Dale. I think the fines are bullshit. Uh, these players get fined for things on the field. Tell me the club isn't emptying out a pokey and covering that for them. I think it's ridiculous. I think they need to get more suspensions into the game. Guys need to spend time on the sideline for their actions. I think the fines have been an absolute cop-out this year. And I think the NRL's doing it so that they've got the numbers to show they've cleaned up the game. But in reality, it's complete and utter bullshit. Brian Fletcher from the Penrith Panthers, not Fox Sports. Brian Fletcher, the CEO of the Panthers. The Panther CEO has been the Panther CEO has slammed the NRL for only paying a club 200k for winning the premiership. They'll say they're increasing price money in line with the new CBA, but it should be going up tenfold. The money as it stands right now is embarrassing. I completely agree. I think you only get 100k for winning the minor premiership. 200k for the premiership, absolute bullshit. So if you do the double and you're the best team over 20 weeks, then you win the grand final. 300k. That won't get you two guys on minimum contracts, or it will just cover two guys on minimum contracts. That is ridiculous. I agree with him 100%. I think it needs to go up a heap more. I think you used to get more money for the nines at the start of the year a couple of years ago because they were trying to get that off the ground. I could be wrong, though, uh, but I definitely think that this needs to go up. It's a little bit embarrassing where it is at. Reese Robson. Oh, good God. The Dragons are reportedly keeping an eye on Reese Robson and are interested in signing him to return to the club. If you're a long-time Guru follower, you'll know the day that we, the day that they released Reese Robson, we said this was going to be a mistake. They said at the time that Cam Murray, uh, sorry, Cam McInnes was their future hooker. I said on that day, he's not a hooker. He's a lock forward. Got absolutely pizzled by people on Instagram and on the podcast for it. But as it turns out, Cam McInnes is a 13, not a nine. Reese Robson, one of the great nines in our competition right now. This has got St. George Illawarra written all over it. They had him in their system for a number of years. He was very, very talented. They decided to let him go to go all chips in Cam McInnes, who wasn't even a hooker, and then they let him go to the Shark. He's one of the great bed shits by the Dragons, in my opinion. Said it at the time, and I stand by it. Uh, of course, they're looking at him now. They're going to let him go when he was worth nothing. They're going to bring him back when he's worth a fucking fortune. Very, very Dragons. Nico Hines. The Sharks halfback admits his desire to one day become a head coach in the NRL. Be very, very interesting with Nico Hines. Now, uh, obviously, when you look at the current crop of coaches, a lot of them played, but the vast majority of them weren't superstars in our competition. Some of them were, like uh, Ricky Stewart's, for example, uh, but a lot of them weren't superstars in our comp. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. If I was to pick some guys that I think could become coaches in the NRL over the years, I'd probably be looking at like a Sam Williams from the Canberra Raiders, very, very smart, Sean O'Sullivan. He's one that I'd be looking at as well. There's a heap of guys around this league that I would consider as being coaches, but most of them aren't the out-and-out superstars. When I look at the State of Origin teams at the moment, no one's really jumping out at me. I mean, like you could see your, your Nathan Cleary sort of going into it one day, potentially following Dad's footsteps, but it will be interesting to see which guys choose to. Of course, a lot of the superstars... And Nico Hines being a pretty good-looking rooster and a pretty popular guy. Wouldn't shock me if he gets dragged into media before coaching. Uh, but it will be interesting to see who ends up there. Craig Fitzgibbon's another one that was an absolute superstar and is now a head coach. So there are there are a few of them. But, you know, your Trent Robinsons, your Craig Bellamy's, your Demetrios, these guys that didn't play a heap of first grade uh, that are really successful coaches in the NRL now. So it will be interesting to see which guys from the modern era become head coaches. I'm keen to watch it play out. Daniel Tupu. 
The Roosters have been dealt a blow with Daniel set to miss a number of weeks due to his groin injury. This will be a huge loss for them. We know that groin injuries, they can linger around. Uh, yeah, Daniel, sensational coming out of his own end, Tupu. And at the other end, you know, he's one of the best finishers in our game. And he's one of the best kick targets as well. So this will be a huge loss for the Sydney Roosters. I think they're really going to miss him coming out of his own end. They'll have to make a couple of changes to their back line to accommodate him. But it's very hard to replace what he does. He's a very unique player. Tommy Dearden. Incredible stuff here. The Cowboys 5'8 looks set to make his return from a ruptured testicle this round. He had one week off, which is crazy. I think NRL Physio originally reported three to four weeks. So to see him return in two, very, very crazy. I'll be very interested to see if they do play him in this game. Obviously, the Panthers are resting a heap of troops. It's in North Queensland. Cowboys, they might back themselves to win this one without Tommy Dearden, although they didn't look great last week. Still didn't get beaten by much against South Sydney. It'll be interesting to see if he does play. I wouldn't be surprised if he's jersey 14, maybe coming off the bench, and they decide whether they use him or not pending the game because uh, it is very early to return from that. But Tommy Dearden, we saw in Origin, he is tough as nails, and it's going to take a lot to keep him down. Another one on Nico Hines, kinda. Mal Meninga is only set to select one utility for his Kangaroo World Cup squad. At this stage, it's reported Caelan Ponger and Nico Hines are the leading choices, with Hines leading the race. Now, for me, I would assume that Ben Hunt is an absolute certainty to be in this Kangaroo squad, so if he's only choosing one utility and those two are the front runners, he must be picking Ben Hunt as a hooker, which I back, which probably means he's going to go Ben Hunt and Harry Grant. Now, Caelan Ponger, he had an unbelievable origin series. I thought he was great. I thought that he pretty much locked himself into this World Cup uh, squad, but now that he's missed the last six or seven weeks or whatever it's been, he's not going to play finals footy. It's a long stretch to play no rugby league and then all of a sudden be selected for the Kangaroos. Whereas Nico Hines, he's going to play every single week. He's going to go very close to winning a Dalian medal. And who knows how far he could take his team into the finals. So gun to my head, if I had to pick one of them that I think it'll be, I think it'll probably go Nico Hines. Nico's also shown that he can play fullback at an elite level, halfback at an elite level, and also 5'8 as well. KP, he's really only showed his fullback so far in his career. He's played a bit at 5'8", but it hasn't been anywhere near the level of Nico Hines playing in the halves. So personally, I think you'll go Nico Hines there. Kevin Walters. Multiple Broncos players are reportedly angry at Kevin Walters for urging them to show some heart and calling them soft for following the Eels' following the Eels loss. bit hard to get a read on what's actually happening up there at Brisbane. There are whispers coming out left, right, and center, so it is hard to get a grasp on exactly what has happened there. But personally, I don't know if there's anything Kevin Walters could have said to them after 250 points. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Losses that are uh, that was unwarranted, to be honest with you. So it's interesting to see what happens. As I said, there's been whispers and leaks of just the most random shit coming out out up there at the Brisbane Broncos. So interesting to see how they handle that situation and if they can turn it around this week in a game that they should win against the Dragons. Season on the line. Paddy Carrigan comes back in. I've heard him come out and back Kevin Walters, which uh, fills me with confidence about the way that Walters handles this. And I think that that underbelly of the Brisbane Broncos that's been um, sort of an underlying factor over the last three or four years might be. Shown 
showing itself again there. You've heard the former players come out uh, and have a go at the current guys, but obviously all those guys are good mates with Kevin Walters, so you have to take their bias into consideration. For Pat Carrigan to come out and say it, though, that probably says something to me. He's a leader of the club. He's the main voice out there on the field, so an interesting one, but I'm sort of leaning towards Kevin at the moment, but I do not know uh, the full facts or the story and everything, but if I was Kevin Walters and I'd bled and done as much for that club as I had, uh, and they were putting out that sort of performance when finals is on the line, I would be incredibly disappointed. And I think it's a bit hard not to call the Broncos' performances over the last two weeks soft. Based on what they've showed us throughout the season, they're a much better footy team than that. Um, if they wouldn't have shown us that during the season, if they would have played the same way they did the last two years, we're probably not having these conversations. But... They've shown that they're better than that, and it's very, very disappointing to see them fall off at the back end of the season. I'm not a Broncos fan that frustrates the living shit out of me. I can't imagine how all you Brisbane Broncos fans feel. Guys, that's all the news from the last 24 hours or so from Clarkie's Rugby League column. Jump on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, everywhere you find your social media rugby league content, and follow Clarkie's Rugby League column. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 